The NBA playoffs are getting dicey. The MLB is off to an interesting start. And quarterbacks are still looking for contracts. This is the Rival Fantasy Sports Podcast. Let's talk about it. You are now listening to the Rival Fantasy Sports Podcast. Let's go. There's so many different ways that we can start with the topics of sports for this week that are happening, the big news, the trending news, the viral conversations, all these things are happening. We got to narrow it down to three topics for the week, and we're going to start with number one. The NBA playoffs are here, and things have been getting a little interesting between some of the teams. Some of the series have been kind of, you know, what you expect, while others have definitely hit us with some curveballs. Let's go ahead and bring some of that up here on the screen so we can discuss this. This is just the playoffs pitcher right now. Right now, we have the Bucks down 0-1 to the Heat. Cleveland and New York are tied 1-1. Philly is up 2-0 on the Brooklyn Nets. Boston up 2-0 on the Hawks. And that's just the way it's been going with Trey Young and the Hawks. It's just, they're just not getting it done. The, the, the Celtics definitely deserve to be up 2-0 right now. Denver in their series with the Wolves is just up 1-0. The Suns and the Clippers just tied the series up after a huge game from Devin Booker. Durant did his thing as well. The Kings, I mean, this is probably the biggest surprise for me, up 2-0 right now. And it shouldn't be a surprise necessarily because the Kings are the better team in, in terms of the stand-ins, right? In terms of how it played out this year so far. But it's, it's, it's the Warriors, man. Like, for them to be down 2-0 right now, and we're also going to talk about some things that are making it dicey for them. This that that's the series that has definitely uh, surprised me the most. And then we have the Lakers and Grizzlies. Lakers up 1-0. When I you know when I mentioned this, when you look at this, there's some things you might be a little surprised by, right? Like if I'm picking who I thought was going to win these series, I would have went Bucks. I would have went uh, Cleveland, but that would have been a really close one. That would have been one of the closer series for me. I would have went Philly. I would have went Boston. These all seem pretty obvious, right? Uh, I would have went Denver. As far as the Clippers and Suns, again, I would go the Suns just because I think like, you know, with the Chris Paul situation, they added Durant. Booker has been like just carrying this team for a long time. It just feels like the role players and everything feel right there. I'm buying into what they're doing there. The Kings, as much as I like them and as much as they were ranked higher here, this would have been the toughest series on the list as far as who to pick. But I ultimately would have probably just maybe went with the Warriors just because I would have thought, okay, everyone's pretty healthy. It's Steph, it's Clay, it's Draymond. They'll turn it on here in this moment. They've been here before. So if I had to pick, if I had to put my money on it, I would have picked the Warriors. And then Lakers and Memphis. I mean, this is another, you know, weird series. It's hard for me to go against LeBron James. It's hard for me to go against Anthony Davis. It's hard for me to root against those guys. So I, it's one of those situations where I would want them to win the series. So I would pick them just because that's why I want to win. Uh, but it doesn't surprise me if Memphis wins. But it definitely is a series where, again, Similar to this to the Golden State Warriors, I like the players there. I believe in the vets there. I believe that they're hard to beat. I believe that they know how to rise to the occasion. The Grizzlies are still a super young team. Uh, easily, you know, they can be easily distracted, or the moment can be super big for them. So I feel like I would have picked the Lakers again if my you know money was on it. So that's how I would have you know picked these to go. Some of the um, things I wanted to talk about though to do had to do with the playoffs here is this first. Just looking at some of the, it's very small sample size, obviously. But we're looking at some of the lead-in scores and uh, different stat lines that players are leading in so far just in the playoffs. This is strictly the playoff stats. And that's why I say it's a small sample size. But if you just look here, right, if you're just looking for like an outlier, if you're looking for things that's, that are surprising that kind of stand out, we're not really going to be surprised by guys like Jimmy Butler, you know, Kawhi, these guys at the top of the charts, right? Booker, Fox, 
Curry, you know, these are normal. Rui stands out here, right? I mean, he's had some moments this year, and as I would say it's probably his best, you know, season by far in terms of impact and how he's played. He's kind of starting to to find that groove, but you know, averaging in just in, in just the one game, having 29 points, you know, that, that was a big way to step up. Who else really stands out on this list as kind of like surprising? I would say Malik Monk on here at 25 points. Another guy who has had his moments here and there has been on some pretty decent teams. But in this situation, he's really rising to the occasion again. And will these guys, you know, will will Monk, will Rui continue to have this kind of points, 25, 29? Will they do that the rest of the series or the rest of the playoffs? Not, not likely, right? But to know that they have those games in them and that they're stepping up in these pivotal moments when it matters most, when you can rise to the occasion now, right? When the pressure is not too heavy, when, you know, things are at the most... You know, things are the most critical right now, right? Like if you lose these games, you're out and it's over and everyone's disappointed and you feel this emptiness because you didn't get to the next level, to the next to the next spot in the playoffs. You didn't get to the championship. And so these guys are rising in big moments and that's good to see. And hopefully they can, you know, stay that course. Hopefully that's not something that they just fall off a cliff. And then even if you go down here, I mean, there's guys who aren't as surprised on this, on this list because th- th- these are part of the reason why these teams are in these playoffs race right now. Um, some of these guys have been doing this all season long or in flashes. It's interesting to see, you know, D'Angelo Russell and Russell Westbrook with their new teams, how uh, they've been doing, you know, pretty well. And then, I mean, if you as you continue to go down, some guys do seem again, uh, you know, a little disappointing just where they're at. But again, this is a one game or two game, you know, that you're pulling from. So it's not nothing. You don't want to put too much on any of this, too much stock in any of it. But it is interesting. Also, if you're Someone who's playing DFS, Daily Fantasy, or you're playing on, you know, for instance, if you're on on Rival Fantasy right now, you're you're creating challenges with your friends, right? You're you're looking at how can I how can I you know either use this to my advantage or put it as a disadvantage for them. Guys like Ruby are interested on challenges or on Fantasy Book. They're interested. These are guys who also may help you out in Fantasy Bingo. It just, you know, it really just depends. It really depends on the situation. Uh, guys who are less, you know, just they're they're a little. I don't want to say they're underrated. I don't. Want, I just want to say like the lights not on them as much. They don't get as much attention. They don't get as much of the limelight. They're not expected to do as much. You know, a Derek White, who you know, just he's not just he's not a household name, right? So, um, Austin Reeves has made himself one. Cameron Johnson is an is an interesting one. When you see them do this in the series, and you look back and see how they did in the series versus the team they're playing in general during the regular season. These are the little clues you want to look at, uh, but it's just an interesting list just to take a look at. Now, a couple of other things really quick about the NBA playoffs. This one is my favorite thing. I just told you how much I love this Kings and Warrior series, and it just got way more interesting with another development that we'll also talk about here in a second. But just look at this area here. This is from the Ringer. 17 years have passed since Sacramento last played postseason basketball, which was the longest active drought in North American professional sports. The longest, the longest, right? That is crazy. Since the team's last playoff berth in 2006, the United States has experienced four presidential cycles, two recessions, and a pandemic. Along the way, the team's zealous fans have endured poor play, ownership changes, and the lingering threat of the only professional team in the area leaving for good. Obviously, we've heard these, you know, the the Kings have been historically bad for, you know, any basketball fan knows this isn't a surprise. This is nothing shocking or new. Uh, In the last, you know, as many years as they're saying here, you always, if you had to think of who is the worst team in basketball, this is just one of the teams that you went to. 
uh, for a very, very long time. So it's good to see that them, you know, trying to come out of this, trying to break out of, you know, this situation. And it's, so it's, so it's, it's, it's nice to see. It's just really, really nice to see. But along the lines of this team is we have this situation here where, you know, Draymond Green just got suspended. If you watch the game, if you've seen the clips all over the internet, uh, he stepped on or stomped on uh, DeMontis Sabonis, and he got suspended. He got suspended. Uh, there's a lot of people out there who feel like he shouldn't have got suspended, that it wasn't right. A lot of people feeling this. I don't want to say conspiracy theory, but, you know, uh, things going on where, you know, it's a repeat offender or the team is punishing the, the the Warriors in general. But here we have NBA executive VP Joe Dumars tells ESPN on Draymond Green punishment. Here's what it came down to excessive and over the top actions, conduct detrimental and a repeat offender. That's what separates us where you end up with a suspension. And uh, this is Adrian Wojbaum for ESPN, obviously. So this is one of those situations where, again, you know, it sucks that we already talked about how they're down 2-0. So now you throw this situation in where no Draymond, it's hard to feel like they'll overcome this. Will they, you know, step up for Draymond? Possibly. Will they, you know, try to make a statement, uh, you know, an FU, if you will, <laughs> to the league or to the Sacramento fans and to everybody and to the Kings, everyone they're going against. It's kind of, you know, is this a way to paint themselves into a corner? Is this a way to make it feel like it's the Warriors versus the world? Maybe. Maybe. Maybe it's all it's going to take for guys to step up. Maybe it's going to open up a lane for someone else who, who's going to score a bunch of points for them. I don't know. It's hard to paint a suspension of a big-time player on your team, a key player on your team as a positive. But if anyone can make something happen, maybe it's the Warriors. However, like I said, this is just a really fun series to pay attention to. So Giannis, doubtful for game two, but this is a little older. It just happened earlier today that he was upgraded to questionable for game two. So that's good. It's a good sign at least, but this is another situation where we just talked about, you know, the pitcher here. The Bucks are down 1-0. If you don't have Giannis, you might go down 2-0. So like a high chance that you're possibly going to go down 2-0 and now Giannis. And so, you know, is this a series against a scrappy, you know, Jimmy Butler-led Heat team that you want to go down 2-0? Not really. <laughs> Not really the uh, the best situation. So, you know, Giannis getting hurt, definitely hurt. Um, you know, Tyler Harrow had gotten hurt. A bunch of players got hurt during the playoffs here. So it's been interesting. Who do you think is going to win this? Like, who, who, who do you think right now is your surprise team? Right? Can you really see the Kings advancing here going against memphis or lakers and advancing all the way to the finals is that something you see happening is there is there a surprise here for you is that even a surprise that might not be a surprise let us know in the comments though who you have winning it all you see the teams right here you see their current standings where it's a little bit of a cheat right we already kind of know what's going on with a lot of these series the ones that aren't split or the ones that have played more than one game but just let me know in the comments which team you're riding with to win it all in the NBA Finals. I really want to hear your thoughts. Now, let's talk about topic number two. Basketball is not the only interesting thing going on right now. I know it's the playoffs. It is the most, you know, amped up, end of the season type of moment for sports right now. But one has just started. One sport has just started and things are already interesting there. And that is Major League Baseball. Yes, Major League Baseball has hit us with a bang to start the season. Some teams incredibly disappointed in some teams off to a much better start than expected just looking here you got the the rays leading their division 15 15 and 3 in the al east you got the twins barely leading in the al central with cleveland right behind them in the aos we got texas uh leading by you know a couple of games in the in the national league we got atlanta actually leading 
the entire NL East, which is which and, and the whole NL in general in wins. Mets kind of behind them, Miami kind of behind them. So it's it's interesting how this is playing out in the NL East right now. NL Central, Milwaukee with a healthy lead right now, although the Cubs and the Pirates are, are pretty close behind. And then in the NL West, Arizona with the Dodgers at nine and nine. That's the, you know, they can't be happy right now. So this is how the situation looks right now in Major League Baseball. Obviously, a couple of things I want to talk about here. The first one to start with, and it's one that if you follow us on social media, you definitely see my clip about them. So you might have a, a little bit of a uh, uh, early preview here, but one of the things that fi- I find the most interesting in all of this is the salaries of the teams and who is the best in the league just now. Who did I just say? Who did I say had the most wins right now in baseball? If we look at this list, it is the Rays. That's right. As crazy as that sounds, it is the Rays. And when we look for the Rays and we go, well, they must be crushing it on the salary cap. They must be killing it. They must be towards the top. Well, we haven't seen them yet, and this is the league average right here. And if we go past the league average, still not there, still not there, all the way at the bottom, 28 out of 30 Major League Baseball teams, you find the Rays. You finally get to them with $74 million in cap. That is it, $74 million. If we look up here towards the top, we got teams like the Yankees at 279 the Mets at 346 Insane. And I just we just we just looked at where these guys are, you know, at some some of these teams, Dodgers nine and nine. They spent over 200 million. Somehow a team like the Rays is all the way down here in the salary cap, yet crushing it as the season, you know, has played out so far. And this isn't there, there's this has created a lot of conversation. First, they went 13-0, tied to Major League Baseball record, the modern era for wins to start the season. Then they lost the game that would have been the one to break the record. That sucked. I kind of wanted to see history. I always enjoy seeing history. Whether it's my team or not, I still want to see it play out. Uh, however, then they lost a couple games, won a couple games. So they they started off super hot, lost a couple finally, and then they were still doing well, though. They're still playing well. Uh, the thing here, again, is when you when you see this, you're like, why did this happen? Some people want to blame a soft schedule out the gate. That did that did occur, right? Like the, the, the schedule was soft for them. To start, it's not you can't hold that against a team though. You can kind of get credit and credence for why they were in a position that they were in terms of the record, but you can't knock the team for winning games they're supposed to win. Like that's how that's how this works. However, they also led in a lot of statistical categories. It wasn't just the schedule. They were doing really good in a lot of other places. And again, you could blame the softer teams for that, some of it. But if you just watch their games, you know it's not just a schedule thing. They've been fun to watch. Right. They've been fun to watch in terms of like, you know, you got Taj Bradley who looked great the other day. They've had some great hitters. Guys have just stepped up all across the board for the Rays. So you got to consider this is a team with a good, you know, they, they've handled things well in the minors. They've made the right moves. They've coached really well. They've done the right things to build this team. And this is like, if you're a Rays fan, you're super proud. And it's still annoying, right? Like to me, this is still annoying because if a team could do this good with such a low payroll, and then other teams do really bad with a high payroll, and you can't, and, and they can't even get close to each other because the organizations just aren't built the same to do this to spend this kind of money. It's a, it's just very frustrating, and I think it's one of the things that hurt baseball. And it's one of the reasons why it's not as popular among sports fans when it comes to a lot of other sports. Why the faces aren't as recognizable? There's just something here where, and again, I talked about this as well. Why are baseball players not as popular? from a standpoint of, you know, pop culture, from a standpoint of, you know, the media. Why why do people not know their faces? What what is going on with that? So it's, it's definitely something that I'm interested in and I'm curious of course 
baseball fans' thoughts. If you want to drop them in the comments, I will definitely uh, check those out, com- converse with you guys down there, and even share them sometimes here on the show. But as baseball continues to try to evolve, right, we know the rules that they changed um, going into this season, and it wasn't, it wasn't. Baseball fans aren't super anxious to embrace change. Not a lot of people are in general. But now we got stuff like this where ESPN announced, MLB announced a series of experimental rules that will be used in the Atlantic League this season, including a designated pitch runner, pinch runner, a double hook designated hitter rule, further limitations on a pitcher's ability to make pickoff moves. This right here, you know, I feel like I, I respect MLB for trying to evolve the game. I just think they're going out the wrong way, right? Like they want the games quicker. I respect that. It's a good move. It's it's a good way to get fans and younger fans involved. I, I, I understand what they're trying to do, but I think they're doing a little bit too much changes here in the game itself and not enough on the side of you need to make these players more popular. You need to make the game and the sport more popular. It's not necessarily a game issue. You know, I mean, I, I like the changes they made recently, some of them, but it's not necessarily a game issue. It's more of a, you know, marketing issue. It's more of a culture issue. And they got to figure that out. I would, you know, they keep experimenting like this. You're going to start really pissing off the fans that are there. You're going to piss off the current fans, the older fans. If you start adapting all of these new rules, it's no longer going to be like baseball to those people. It's not going to feel like the same sport they fell in love with that they participated in and they played as kids. It's not, it's just not going to feel the same. So, I mean, we'll see if people keep adapting to these changes and keep carrying them on. I don't know if they will. Uh, it's an interesting, you know, choice to try to move that way in baseball, but we'll see. I'm curious your thoughts as well on that. Uh, but again, just in general, you know, I think the season has started off fun. There's been, you know, some of the guys that we expect to play great have played great. There's been some great young prospects and some young rookies that have really showed out. Um, teams have already brought up a lot of guys from the minors who, you know, were, I mean, they were expected to be brought up. They weren't surprises in that sense, but just it's been a really fun overall. Uh, Shohei, Judge, all, those guys that you expect. And again, like I say, Taj Bradley that, you know, has been playing well as a bunch of young players doing well for some of these teams. And I feel bad for these teams that are already down the in the dumps, but I guess they come in expecting this, you know, it's terrible. It's terrible. And then, you know, when you're a big market team and you're spending all that money and you're still down there, you're still at the bottom of your division. That's painful, man. Another fun thing, if you're following us on social, I like to pose these questions on social, throw up some polls. I throw them up on the YouTube community as well. If you're, if you're following on there, you know, will the Rays win the AL East? Are they a true, true contender to carry this momentum, this heat that they're carrying? Can they get to the World Series? No, these are questions I like to ask. And you can take part in that and be a, part, and be a participant in that. And we'd love for you to do that in the in the uh, Rival Fantasy community. Sometimes those things get shared here. So if you want us to, you know, to plug you, put your handle on there. Don't be shy. And we will do that as well. And that is really it for baseball. Let, let me know your favorite headline so far, though. You know, with things going on in baseball, what's your favorite part of it so far? I know the season's young, it's early, but I want to know what's been your favorite thing to watch, to see happen and take place. Maybe something that's surprising you. Again, let us know in the comments and let's move on to headline number three. All NFL offseason, one of the big topics have been guys who have been asking for new contracts, holding out for new contracts, franchise tags, quarterback situations where a big quarterback who we've talked about a lot here on the show. If you've been watching the show and following along, or if you've been following along again on social media, you know, Lamar Jackson has been a hot topic here at Rival Fantasy Sports. And he's a guy who still has not gotten his new contract. We're still watching the Lamar Jackson case here and how this plays out. Who, who knows, right? Like, will he stay a Raven? Will he give him the deal he wants? Will he go to another team? Your guess is as good as mine, but what has happened 
this week is the Eagles and Jalen Hurts agreed to terms on a five-year, $250 million contract extension that'll make him the highest paid player in the NFL in NFL history. Sources tell Tom Pelissaro, uh, Agent Nicole did the deal. Shout out to Agent Nicole She crushes it out here. Maybe Lamar Jackson needs to holler and get her, you know, get him a new deal. Uh, his new deal includes $179.304 million in guarantees and a no trade clause just a little sweetener you know to throw in there for him to really reward you know jalen hurts with a fat contract long-term deal lots of money guaranteed and the no trade clause i know lamar jackson's gotta be sitting over there like what is happening right now you know what is going on here and in, in, in this case i mean uh adam Schefter broke down the deal eagles quarterback jalen hurts salary cap numbers for the next four seasons after today's 250 million dollar extension is in 2023 6.15 million, 2024, 13.56 million, 2025, 21.77 million, and 2026, 31.77 million. So not only did Jalen Hurts get himself a great deal here, it also benefits the team. The team has made this structured out well so that it doesn't hurt them too much. I mean, especially this season, come on, 6.15 million. And again, there's there, you're probably asking, how is this possible mathematically? You just said $255 million, but it's all about how the guarantee breaks out how the money is up front, how it's backloaded. There's all kinds of, you know, stuff going on. But again, good teams, good front offices make stuff like this happen. Bad teams, bad front offices, bad management have themselves in Lamar Jackson situations, which we jump over to now. Uh, Dove, Cly Dove Kleiman says here, the Ravens have offered quarterback Lamar Jackson a deal that includes $200 million guaranteed per Rappaport on the uh, Pat McAfee show. I don't know, man. Like the only thing I can say from this is I believe Lamar Jackson deserves the money he's looking for. I understand the frustration. I understand him holding out to make sure he gets what he deserves. Uh, I don't like the fact that he's, you know, managing himself in terms of some of this kind of stuff. It doesn't, I don't think it's helping. I understand why players do it, but I don't think it's helping him in, in his case. But in this situation, I'm hoping the Jalen Hurts contract helps Lamar Jackson. In theory, you know, some would believe Lamar Jackson deserves more. Some believe Jalen Hurts deserves more. At the end of the day, there's no reason why Lamar Jackson shouldn't get as much as Jalen Hurts. Just is what it is. They're similar quarterbacks. They're similarly as important to their teams. They're both great passing the ball. They're both great running the ball. They're leader of men. So I assume that the Jalen Hurts situation will help Lamar Jackson overall. I can't imagine it hurts his case. I think it's weird that the Ravens are doing what they've done. I'm, I think it's crazy that they've taken this long. I think it looks bad that they've gotten guys like Odell and gave him all that money. Yeah, still haven't figured out the situation with Lamar. So if I'm a Ravens fan, I'm pissed off. I'm annoyed. I'm bothered by this. I'm not patient. I'm not uh, chilled out and relaxed. Like, oh, don't worry about it, man. They'll figure it out. No, this would bother me how they're handling this. Uh, I'm a Raiders fan. Like, it's annoying how the Josh Jacobs situation is being handled. How he just got franchised after you didn't pick up his fifth-year option. And now you're not giving him the long-term deal yet. So he's holding out, not showing up to workouts. Like, that stuff's annoying when a team can't you know, figure that stuff out. I don't believe all oh, the players just emotional. Oh, just blame the player. I blame the organization uh, for these situations because there's either communication issues, uh, management skills that are missing. And just to be honest, like it shouldn't be happening, right? Like you make too much money as an organization. You're backed by too many high powered people. You should be able to solve issues quickly, you know, and efficiently. And so it sucks to see this happening. I'm happy for Jalen Hurts. I think that's the big takeaway here. I hope that you know, Lamar Jackson gets himself a deal similar to this. I think this is, you know, really good. I think it's good for him. I think it's a good uh, foundation to start with. I think it's something he can build and say, hey, listen, Jalen just got this. I deserve this. Let's make it happen. And the Ravens should be like, hey, well, this, you know, just set a market here. They just set a market for us. We should be able to, you know, take this and run with it and build off it and figure it out. These are my top three headlines of the week. 
NBA playoffs. We discussed the big headlines going on over there. We talked about Major League Baseball's you know start to the season, and then we talked about Jalen Hurts getting his new deal that he fully deserves, and Lamar Jackson still waiting on his. Very frustrating. Do you think there's a headline that I missed? Do you think there was something that was a bigger topic in sports, a more interesting, entertaining topic in sports that should have been in this episode? Let me know down in the comments. I will make sure, hey, if we can squeeze it in next episode, we will. If not, hey, we'll at least chop it up in the comments about it. We'll at least talk about it on social. I can even talk about it on TikTok and make short videos. So share them below. We appreciate you guys for taking part. And before we go, I just wanted to make a quick reference to Rival Fantasy Sports. This is the website. There's also an app. If you just look up Rival Fantasy Sports on your app store, you have to type in the whole name or just show up. If you just type Rival or just Rival Fantasy, it will not show up. If you type Rival Fantasy Sports on the app store, you will find it or just go to RivalFantasy.com. We have challenges just so you have an idea of what this is like. You can play in baseball right now. You can play in the NBA while the NBA playoffs are still happening. There's no NFL at the moment because it's in its offseason, but we do also offer NFL and other sports to come. We also have Fantasy Bingo where you can get yourself a bingo card. You set up your roster on who you think can help you fill out this card. That's one of our other fun games. And the last fun game that we have is Fantasy Book. You can go on there. for and Again, NBA, MLB, right now while the playoffs are still happening, get in there and play. You're picking your players. You're picking over-unders. You're betting your amount, whatever, you know, $1 to $10, depending on how many players you put, that money, go, that the uh, winnings go up. And again, Challenge is one of my favorite games. So Challenge is, I like this because you pick the side that you like, you put the amount, you put bet. Somebody comes along, they see that you bet on Garcia in this case. They want to pick up Kyle. They put their money on him. The other cool thing about challenges is you go to social challenges and you can actually create your own challenges on the site. Once you get in here, you can, again, of course, up here, pick the sport that you want. I'll just pick NBA for now. D'Angelo Russell, my boy, thanks. Uh, Dylan Brooks is going to outscore D'Angelo Russell. I create this. I send it over to my friend. I put my amount in here, the side that I want, and I submit the challenge. I would then give him a link to the challenge, and then we can go ahead and play. I could drop that link off on, in his text messages, on Twitter, social, whatever it is, in his email. However you feel, your friend would get this offer. He would take the Dylan Brooks side, put it in 10 also, and you guys got yourself a challenge. So lots of fun stuff going on. We will have season long coming as well, which is not ready yet, season long and best ball are both coming down the pipe. They'll be ready by the NFL season. If you want, I would say come to the website here. After you sign up, make your deposit, and you're in here playing, go to the season long tab. You can let us know which ones you're interested in as they launch, and you would be informed uh, through email that that has launched. You can find everything else on here, rules and scoring, how to play. Everything is on here on the site uh, to get familiar with. Again, don't forget to subscribe to Rival Fantasy Sports here on YouTube. Like this video. Drop a comment. We will comment back. If you're just looking to talk to us on social, since it's easier for you on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and all the other platforms, we're at Rival Fantasy. We will see you there. Guys, as always, we appreciate you. Have a great week in sports. We hope your favorite teams win, your favorite players, you know, crush it out there. And we hope you have a lot of fun at RivalFantasy.com or on the Rival Fantasy Sports app on your iPhone or Android device. That is it for me today, guys. Take it easy, and we will catch you on the next episode. Oh, 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 oh,